0: Welcome to Chase Oaks. We are so glad that you are here as we are at the beginning of 2022. Hello to everyone at Chase Oaks Anywhere. I don't know where you might be watching today's message from and for people that are here live. um, I think it's such an opportunity that we have as Christ followers in a time where things just seem to consistently be Challenging. I love uh, Jack and Glenn's message last week. If you missed it, I encourage you to go watch that online. It talks about this whole idea of we can be experiencing something challenging and yet invite God's presence into it. Sometimes I think that there is this idea that, you know what, we can worship God when things are going well. But I think there's just an awesome opportunity that we have to invite God into exactly where we're at. I'm supposed to kick off this message by saying this is your year, you know, like that, like we're supposed to start with that idea, you know, but then like, you know, pastors and preachers said that like a couple of years ago and they're like, I don't know, man, if, if this is our year, can we give it back? You know what I mean? Or like, but surely 2021, will put that whole thing to bed. We'll be good, you know, and then 2021 happened and, and here we still are in our junior year of COVID. And so, you know, we're just kind of. are are, are figuring out our our way our way through it and so I, i think that there is something powerful that we can do during this season uh during this year to say you know what while we may not be able to control a lot of circumstances that are definitely outside of our control well what can we control Can't we control a little bit of, man, how much we grow in our relationship with God despite the circumstances that may surround us? I don't know what you've got in store for your year. I don't know what kind of goals you might have for your year. Maybe you've got some physical goals. Maybe you want to get into the best shape of your life get it right get it tight you know maybe you're you're getting ready you know for some summer vacation you're just thinking man i I just i i feel like i want to get in really great shape you're still kind of going through that quarantine routine thing and you know you just kind of never got out of it you stopped going to the gym that was like three years ago now now you're at home gym you bought a bike you bought a peloton and you're like this is great and the peloton hadn't seen you in like six months but it sits there it's great and so you know but what well, we all got our physical goals we want we want to get in shape some of us we've got relationship goals maybe you want to see your marriage improve maybe you want to put yourself out there i tell you what my heart breaks for single people in 2022 you want to know why because you got a COVID test somebody before you go on a date you know what i'm saying like like imagine that, you know what I'm saying? You're like, hey, you got it on Friday. You're like, maybe if, if, if you got, if you got a, if you got a negative test result, we can talk about it. If you got that Omarion or Omicron, we can't even spell it anymore. We're trying to figure out a lot of stuff. It's like, I mean, you might have some relationship goals. You might have some. Some career goals. Maybe you want to see yourself get promoted. Maybe your goal for this year is to get a whole new job. You're like, I I want out of this place. Okay. I don't want to work here anymore. I want a whole, a whole new life. Maybe you've got some financial goals. You want to learn about NFTs and crypto. Like you've got some goals that you're trying to figure out financially. and, and, And maybe, maybe for you. Uh, there there's some, there's some goals uh, maybe that are just going on maybe with your kids. Maybe you've, you've adopted their goals. Okay, how about we get straight A's? They're getting the A's, but for you, you feel like I need something that I can get a win in, in some way, shape, or form. And I know what can happen in a society where we have so many distractions and so much stuff going on that, you know what? Our spiritual goals can get put on the back burner. I mean, some of us, we don't even have any spiritual goals. We're so consumed with everything else. I love what Matthew 6, verse 33 says. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'd suggest if we put our spiritual goals first, all of the other ones will fall in line. Because you could be in the best shape of your life and still not have peace. I mean, you could have um, a a perfect relationship. Man, things are just flowing really well. You're in a romantic relationship. Things are going well in your marriage. Things are going well with your friendships. And yet you can still not have peace. Um, You could have your dream job and still not have peace. You could have more money than you know what to do with and still have something in your soul that just doesn't sit right. And I think that there's something in us that has to have some sort of soul goal. <laughs> we have to have some sort of goals for us spiritually. And, and I know that that can be really, really challenging because of our schedules and a lot that we have going on. And so to, today what I'd like us to do is I want to look at three areas. That can really help us create um, a spiritual rhythm. Um, There is something about a pace, a cadence, something that is consistent. Not something that is hype for a couple of weeks. This isn't just, okay, we're just going to go rah, rah, rah for just this little bit of time. But I want us to perhaps adopt some things that can be put into our lifestyle for the long haul. Something that I think that we all can truly do. I love what James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits. He says, your current habits are perfectly designed to deliver your current results. Your current habits are perfectly designed to deliver your current results. What does that mean? It means whatever your spiritual habits are right now have gotten you to the destination that you're at right now. So if you don't like where you are spiritually or if you say hey i want to grow spiritually well we've got to develop some new habits some new rhythms so if you're taking notes the first rhythm that i want to talk about this weekend is number one valley worship valley worship this is recognizing god's control and relinquishing our own this is us saying you know what i'm recognizing that god sits on high and he is in control that's what i do when i worship that's what we do when we worship we're going lord you're great we're not you're in control why in the world would we be and when we do that i believe that there is that type of rhythm puts us in a place where we're not freaking out about circumstances and situations that are outside of our control because we've spent so much time giving control over to God, I love what it says in Acts 16 verse 25. It says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Just so you understand what's happening in this context, there is a slave who has been given powers to tell the future. And this has actually made uh, her slave owners a lot of money. And literally, as Paul is on a missionary journey, this slave girl is following them and sort of mocking them. And Paul just kind of has, has, he's had his limits with this woman and he's just like, and he turns around and he casts a demon out of her. He goes, we're done with this. Well, the, the slave owners got mad because basically he just, he just destroyed their, their business. So bring them to the town hall. They get beaten with rods. And they get put in jail. And while they're in jail, the scripture tells us that about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. In jail, after being beaten with rods, they're praying and singing to God. What that encourages me with, is that we could be going through the worst time of our life and still be singing and still be praising God. And some of us, we 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 feel like until things change, that's when we'll start worshiping. No, in fact, if you are going through the worst time of your life right now, this is the perfect time to start singing. Can you imagine just being the jailer? Who locks up Paul and Silas. Alright you know. You you throw them in there. You lock the door. And you're on duty. Nobody wants the night shift. You know what I mean. And all of a sudden midnight comes. And here come Paul and Silas. Singing. Why? Why in the world. Would they be singing and worshiping. After being put in prison. For being the very people God called them. To be. And then. What we see in this story is quite remarkable, because verse 32 says, Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. So what happens between a valley moment of them being beaten by rods in the town square and The jailer who had put them in jail is now family is being saved and is being baptized. In between that, it's just some worship. Some of us find ourselves in valley moments trying to figure out how are we going to make it over there. I think the way that we do that is I think we worship. I think worship creates a muscle over time that during the most difficult seasons, you still find a way to worship. Um, you have an adversary of your soul. You know what that adversary wants to do? He wants to steal your song. And so, what happens when we worship is we essentially let our enemy know you still didn't win. I may have lost a job, but I did not lose my song. I may have even lost a loved one. And while I mourn, can I tell you what blesses me the most? Do you want to know what builds my faith more than anything? Is watching somebody at a memorial service, watching a spouse that just lost their husband, watching a parent that just lost their child, and watching them at a memorial service have the nerve to lift their hands in worship. That makes me go, man. I, that's the kind of faith that I want to have. I remember when I was, uh, when I was sixteen, seventeen. I had a minivan in high school. It was awesome. Uh, it was a Ford Windstar. Um, this was when, uh, um, Pip My Ride was out, you know what I'm saying? So you wanted your, you wanted your car to look like a certain way, and I had a minivan, and I, I wanted it to be an escalade. It was an escalade in my mind, but it was an escalade in nobody else's mind. So I went to AutoZone and got these like shiny hubcaps and called them 20s. They were actually 16 inch hubcaps. They were just shiny. But like, I, I waxed those things. I'm like, this is going to be good. And I had my playlist. Okay. Like, and I, and I had, and not playlists like we got now. Okay. Like I had an album. You remember these actual albums where you would actually put a burn CD and you would mark it up. Okay. I had a playlist for date nights. So I'm like, okay, if a girl will get in the car, a girl from high school, I'm trying to impress her. Listen, I got these jams. Okay. I got like my basketball jams, like I'm getting ready for the game. And you know what? I I, I miss having. I, I had a playlist for me and God. I had like this little album of just like some of my favorite worship songs. And and, and I got to be honest, it's it's a rhythm. And, and to this day, I still create playlists. Sometimes it's I, I did this the other day. I created a 2022. I was like, man, here's just some songs that I, like I just kind of want on rotation. In the car, and and I'm not in the minivan anymore, but still there's something about that that moment. Like every now and then I just think back like, God met me in that minivan a lot. Where does God meet you a lot? Where do you invite him a lot? Something practical, a way that you can really... Develop this rhythm. Uh, YouTube playlist. Like, you literally, man, Chase Oaks has some fantastic worship songs on there. You just type in Chase Oaks Worship, Bethel Hill Song. I mean, there's so many different options where you can actually curate a playlist. And sometimes what I do, even just in our home, is we just, we just turn on one of those playlists and just let it play. And, and there, and there's, there's times where I, I remember when I contracted COVID a couple of months ago and I was quarantined at a hotel and my brain was just flooded with all just these crazy thoughts and crazy fears. And, you know, I'm in there by myself. I'm trying to protect my family. And, like, my brain just, like, just went to some really, really dark places. And guess what I did? I I logged into my YouTube on the little TV in there and turned on my YouTube playlist. And I just went, you know what? I'm just going to invite the presence of God in here. It's a rhythm. It's a practice. I mean, it, you might be a Spotify person. You might be an Apple Music person. Listen, I don't know what your preference is on where you do your playlist. Okay? I'm not going to get in your business like that. I don't know what you subscribe to. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do. However, I can tell you, if you will curate something in your life and be incredibly intentional to say, You know what? Valley worship. Regardless of what happens this year, I'm going to praise the Lord. I, I, you, you might make the most money you've ever made in your life this year. Praise God. You might make the least all, You it. It may take a whole year for you to get a job. You might not even land a job this year. But that may be out of your control. You, you want to know what is in your control? How much you worship. And how much you invite God's presence into your life. The second rhythm, if you're taking notes. 7-11 prayer. 7-11. 11 prayer this is us talking with God and what's key here is God talking back which sounds crazy but God wants to have a conversation with us in 2022 trust me you are not impressing God by talking to him for an hour there is nothing you have to say to him that's that amazing okay like I'm happy if you pray for an hour but it's not about us talking God's got something he wants to say to us. I love what it says in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. First thing it says, it says, rejoice always. Oh, Oof. you know how hard that is? Do you know what always is? It's always. That means all the time. You, you got that friend in your life that's always happy. You don't like them, right? You're just like, nah, man, I need you to stop being this way. Like, you can't possibly be this happy. I need you to learn how to mourn. They're like, nope. They took this verse seriously from the womb, okay? Like, they came out of the womb and they're like, I will rejoice always. But then, verse 17 says this. It says, pray continually like never stop you're like Man, that's hard i mean how how are we going to define that and how are we going to hold each other to a, accountable to praying continually but you know what what i love about this seven eleven prayer is like it, it's god going hey uh i'm always available day or night i'm always open why is it Important to pray continually because I think of what else we are tempted to do continually, namely worrying. I mean, aren't we tempted? Like like if I told you, could you worry continually? You'll be like, I don't, you don't even have to tell me to do that. Like that's how that, 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 that's called sleeping at night now. You know what I mean? Like, like there's just a constant work because why we have a litany of things that we can consistently worry about our health. Our family's health, the world destroying each other, uh, uh, the, the American economy, the economy of our home. Um, if you're married, you might be worried. If you're single, you could live with worry. If you're divorced, you, like I don't know what relationship status doesn't come with a little bit of worry. I don't even know what job status comes with comes without a little bit of of worry. There are business owners that I know. They're millionaires. You're like, oh, they don't have any worries. No, they got plenty. They got a lot to lose. And they're worried about losing it. I mean, in light of the list I just gave. Pray continually. Sounds like a pretty good idea. What if in 2022, our number one goal was to pray more than we worry. What if every time we had a oh, but, but what about what? What if this goes wrong? What what what? What if in every single one of those moments we just said, God, I know this could go terrible, but how do you see it? What if we literally spent time and energy giving? our worries to god some mentors of my wife and i's um, they taught us um it's called four minutes four minutes is uh it's an interesting prayer exercise it's become a rhythm for us in our home um, four minutes is uh, where you actually sit silent before god for four minutes it's so it's 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 When we first did it, I was like, what are we supposed to do? They said, we're going to put a timer on our phones and we're just going to be quiet for four minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know how difficult it is to get four minutes of quiet in a house with a three-year-old and a seven-year-old? It's impossible. There's always something, Like the air conditioning comes on, or a refrigerator makes a noise, or a dog barks. Like It's just like, whew. It, so the first time we, we sat four minutes and just... It was awkward. It, it was like, I, I was just silent for four seconds, and you guys were like, this is getting weird. What's he doing? Like, think about that. Imagine four minutes. And so at the end of the four minutes, our mentor said, so what did did God show you? And it was so interesting. We started showing, I'm like, well, you know, my mind went here. And then I saw this picture and and we all just said, we all just shared, said, hey, for four minutes, we're just going to sit silent and ask God what he wants to say to us about your wife. And at the end of that four minutes, I was blown away. Four minutes felt like four days. But then... My wife wrote something in our kitchen on this little, like, chalkboard uh, deal, and all it says is, got four minutes? That's all it says. It says, it got four minutes? And I can't speak for you, but I'll speak for me. There's times where I'm walking around my house like, okay, all right, got to get the kids here. Okay. Here we gotta this. okay, alright, alright, I okay, gotta preach in on your Friday, okay, and then I gotta do this, and then I gotta do this, I gotta do this, and then, and then, and then, okay, okay, we got okay, we got where's the gas in the car, okay, we got get gas in the car, okay, okay we gotta take out the trash, alright, we're gonna clean it, and then, and then, it's just nice to every now and then walk past this sign that says, got four minutes, no, I don't got four minutes, and then I go, why don't you have four minutes? To just go, hey God, I'm listening. Can you imagine if even if you just rode home in silence for four minutes no phone and just ask the god of the universe to speak to you i'm just giving you options i just i hope and pray that you can develop a rhythm of talking to god if if you can talk to god for four hours i know those people there are some people they could just wake up at four in the morning and they just pray and pray and pray and pray every now and then i get a phone call from somebody at 6 a.m hey man praying for you i, I answer the phone and act like i've been up the whole time you know what i'm saying yeah 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 what's going on? i'm like why are you up like what like but that's just some people they, that that's just how that's just how they are and, and, and i remember um when my wife and i first started dating what do we do we talk on the phone for how long for hours 3 in the morning tom awesome yeah girl you know like i don't you know like if my wife tried to get me to talk to her at 3 in the morning right now i'd be like babe we've got kids we got to wake up in the morning can we talk about this tomorrow i mean like like there's and, and so now w- how is our communication there, it's not these 3 hour you know sessions now we talk every 20 minutes we text every we call we there i, I was just behind the stage she's like hey and, and, and there's What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you God wants to have constant communication with you in 2022. So maybe it's just a little... Hey, you're just... God's involved in your day. I was talking to a friend the other day, and it's like... We pick and choose what we want to bring God into. We pick and choose what we want to talk to God about. Like... I know we can talk to God when we need peace, when something's wrong, but it's like, but if i got to make a business decision, I'm not going to talk to God about that, I'm going to call a consultant, I'm going to call another colleague, I'm going to call another executive, because God doesn't want to talk to me about business. Do you think God wants to talk to us about the cowboys? Like, no, we would never go to God and talk about the mavericks. Like, no, there's this separation. We talk to God about spiritual things and all these other things that we spend a lot of time consuming our brains with. God doesn't want anything to do with that. Can I just encourage somebody with something this weekend? God loves you. All of you. All the parts of your life. And he wants to talk to you. He wants to be in constant communication with you. He wants to talk to you about your job. He wants to talk to you about your your kids. And when you are so upset at what is happening with the cowboys, he wants you to run to him, not Twitter. Can you imagine? God, I'm mad. Why, why did why did they why did they kick the field goal? Why did they? Do? And some of us think God, God doesn't want to be bothered with us with this nonsense. He's got kingdom business to do. God wants to talk to you. God wants to have a relationship with you. The last rhythm I want us to cover this weekend is action-oriented Bible reading. Action-oriented Bible reading. This is hearing the Word and living it out. I think some people will pick up Scripture. And it's so academic for them that it never becomes personal. It's so academic that it never gets copied and pasted into their life. And then we'll deem it ineffective. It's only effective if we live it out. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Memorizing Bible verses is awesome, but... But if... You know exactly where love your neighbor is located in your Bible, but your neighbor has never actually heard from you. I would rather you ring a doorbell than memorize a verse. I'd rather you knock on a door and say, man, if I'm going to love my neighbor, I should probably start my zip code and then work my way out. I mean, if I'm honest. It's going to be hard to live out the Bible if we never open it. It's going to be hard to hear from God if we never read from God. And uh, for me, I, um, with my ministry, um, I love, absolutely love, getting to teach here uh, at Chase Oak Church, and um, have over the past couple of years, this has been a, a consistent home plate for me. And uh, but since I I started teaching here, my opportunities to uh, speak and preach um, is taking me all around the world and getting to preach more and more and more and more. And you would think it's a good thing for me and it's a good thing for the kingdom. But the more I do, if I'm just being honest with you, the more I preach, um, I am forced to spend vocational time with God. Like I, I God, listen, I I am studying and reading scripture every single day of my life in some way, shape, or form. Okay? Because of the demand of which I am preaching and teaching. But the more I preach and teach, the less time I actually get to just spend with God that has nothing to do with a sermon. I mean for me I, I I have to I have to work extremely hard to just go, I'm just I'm just gonna hear from God today. I'm just gonna spend time in, in his word and just just read and not be on and not going, Oh man, this would be great to use in a in a sermon sometime. Even for me, I'm 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 constantly going, Lord, are are you first in my life? Or do I just have a job where that's just sort of prepackaged and it's just kind of a part of the deal? But I would hate to get to a place where I preach to you, but me and God actually never talk about us. I'm busy, you're busy, but I I hope that we can develop some rhythms around this where we we actually... Make time to to spend to spend with God, and, and and so for me some of the rhythms that I've I've tried to develop I'm I'm subscribed to a guy that sends like a little devotional out every every morning and I, and I try to I try to do that in the mornings and it has nothing to do with uh, preaching or or even sharing it with other people. Um, the verse of the day, which is on uh, the Bible app. I I try to check that out. Me and my son go over that before school. Um, Another uh, sort of uh, Bible hack, if you're like not a Bible person, if you're kind of new to the Scriptures, and sometimes you can open up the Old Testament, and all of a sudden people are getting their heads cut off, and it's kind of weird for you. You're like, I don't know what just happened. Trust me. Um, Sometimes what I I encourage new believers to do is... um, do a proverb a day, a proverb a proverb a day, and so um, if the date is January 9th, then you read proverbs nine if If the date is January fifteenth, then you read Proverbs fifteen um, I have uh picked up that spiritual rhythm since I was a teenager, and I am amazed by that how that rhythm has served. Me well, and just thinking about, I mean, it's, it's a book full of wisdom and you read stuff and you just go, oh, yeah, man, that, like that. That's a that's a great thing to to adopt and to, to chew on and think on. Again, we're just trying to give you some options. I don't expect you to do all of this. I don't expect anyone to go home and do the verse of the day, a, a chapter of the Bible a day, a proverb a day and, 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 and to do all this stuff. I'm just trying to give you something to go, man, I I, I got to do something different in 20. 22. And, and something that we're doing uh, as Chase Oaks over the next couple of weeks is really, really, really fun. We're about to uh, do a, a series called Immerse. Now, Immerse is, is so awesome because Jeff flew to Israel and uh, has filmed some of the coolest videos you're going to see teaching I'm um, walking us through uh, the book of Luke and Acts, and it is so awesome. I, I've been to Israel once, and I'm mad that we didn't film more. And, and, and all I'm going to tell you is this, is if you ever get a chance to go to Israel, uh, what's going to happen is you're going to get there, and you're going to do this at least a hundred times. Oh! so that okay so he's standing there and that makes more okay that oh okay like did you just do that over and over again and, 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 and I know this sounds crazy but when I got to Israel I said out loud we're not making this stuff up like we're not making this up. like and, and, and not that I thought we were making it up but like when you get there you're like so this is like the Sea of Galilee like this is like real water. This is great. I wonder if I could walk on water. Boom, almost drowned. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's like I get how Peter could have jumped because it's like a real sea. It's like it's, it, it is. It is a very real place. You see these synagogues. And so Jeff is going to be taking us on a powerful journey over the next uh, 40 days um, through all, all around Israel. And there's just going to be so many light bulb moments. In case you thought we've been making some stuff up for a long time, I assure you these places are real they 're as real as plano okay I know, and, and, and it's so and, and, and when you see some of these verses and stories come to life i I just think it's going to have a great impact um, on your own spiritual journey so there there's a couple of things that we we would ask that you would do um one, we want you to read along with us we we want you over the next forty days to uh, read. Uh, Luke and Acts, and um, there's a a QR code that you can see there that you can scan that'll take you to the Immerse page, and and you can kind of follow along with us. Um, We also have this Immerse reading Bible. What's really cool about this is the uh, chapters um, have been removed. I don't know if you can see that well. I don't know if we want to zoom in on that, but the, it, it reads more like a regular book and, and, and in story format, which was actually how it was written originally. Okay, uh, the Apostle Paul wasn't like, okay, verse two, Tim. Like he he never said that. Like that that was something that was added uh, for our um, consumption. So um so it, it's it's a it, it's got a, a fresh feel to it. So I encourage you to to get an, an immersed Bible. We've got the in the lobby, that you can purchase. If, if you're watching online, you can get it on on Amazon as well. It's called the immerse Reading Bible. Um, I think that that will really encourage you. And we're going to be doing it together. And, and the sermons are going to go along with that. And, and you can also uh, join us on the Chase Oaks app, which uh, has the daily reading plan. You can um, the audio is there too. If you say, "Hey, I ain't reading the Bible this year, Ryan," but if you will listen to the Bible, it still can give you the same impact. You'd be surprised. What listening to the Bible can do for you as well. And, and so there's also um, going to be some book clubs. Um, basically, a lot of the groups that we have right now are all being formed into the book clubs. That We're saying, hey, we're going to do this thing together. We're going to read together. We're going to watch videos together. We're going to discuss a lot of this together. And, and you might even want to lead a group. I mean, and, 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 and this is big because... Whenever you talk to somebody about leading a small group, it can feel so very intimidating. It's like, I'm not leading a small group. Leading a small group must mean that I am a a theological professor. That must mean I must know something that other people don't know. No, that's not it. Literally leading one of these book clubs is simply going, hey, what did you get out of that sermon? Hey, what did you notice in that video? What what surprised you uh, about that temple? What 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 stuck out to you? What was confusing? It, it's just asking questions and just hosting a discussion. And so, um, if that's you, I, I encourage you to to uh, scan that QR code and and sign up for a group. Or maybe you say, hey, you know, what? I'd like to lead a group in this season. It's one way to to start off the year to say, you know what, I'm going to do something different. I think sometimes we long for something new, but we don't often want to do. Something new. So I just I encourage you over the next 40 days, dive in. I mean, make your spiritual goals number one, and I think everything else that we're trying to accomplish in in this year, I think will fall in line after we put God's kingdom first. God, I thank you so much for Chase Oaks Church. God, I pray that um, this would be a year, Lord, like never before for us. I don't know what's going to happen in our relationships. I don't know what's going to happen in our careers, in our homes. But God, I do know what can happen between you and us when we put you first. God, I pray that during tough times, we wouldn't be afraid to worship you. I pray, God, that we would look for constant connections and constant opportunities to you connect with you in our daily lives and god i pray that um in this next series god that you would illuminate brand new ideas and revelations and and show us something fresh through your word in jesus name we pray everybody say, that. amen